And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. All right, world. I continue to tell you. Here I am. Constantly bringing that heat. The thunder. Some say referrals. Road to 500. But I'm definitely glad to have uh, this great individual. Shout out to his co-host or the person he partners with, Mr. Zach Noble, for uh, saying Murph. You got to have him on. Good dude. No sports. Perfect for why not sports. But world, help me welcome. And also, he was up past his bedtime looking at sports from the Astros, NBA opening night. Come on, man. But world, help me welcome. Host of the Noble and Rue show about Ball is Life. Rockets, that hard. We got to talk about some Rockets. The world helped me welcome again. Houston, everything. And his thoughts are his. So we'll see what he's talking about here on Why Not Sports. Mr. Roosh Williams. What's going on, brother? Hey, man. I'm living good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on here. I'm excited, you know, always excited to talk Rockets, Houston sports, or whatever it may be. <laughs> um, so, you know, let's get it, man. I'm, I'm excited. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. So what made you and Zach connect and have that chemistry, man? I always like to especially talk to my peers, especially in our realm and doing it with someone for as long as you guys have and have that chemistry, man. That's dope because a lot of us don't typically find that person that we can truly rock with. Yeah, man, Zach, uh, tons, tons of credit to Zach. Uh, you know, Zach got me into, like, I've been tweeting for a while, but Zach got me into podcasting. Um, and Zach is a great, great dude to push you. Yes. You know, sometimes I can get, uh, I don't know what the word is, but sometimes you just get fatigued, I guess. And uh, Zach is always there to push and be like, hey, you know, we got to record. We got, let's get this guest. We got this, whatever. So um, tons of credit. Huge shout out to Zach. That's my guy, you know. And, and when we started, man, we, you know, it took a minute it didn't it didn't take that long but it took a, you know there were some road bumps before we kind of figured each other out mm-hmm. and then when you do it as long as both people are dedicated to doing this you make it happen so yes sir it, it's one of those things where it, it is what you make of it kind of thing so that's good that's good because yeah man i know he was talking about the one of the most recent guests which is uh miss joy taylor which he was like man that was definitely a, a huge look for for you too and to have her on and that was good, man, that you was able to just showcase her and the numerous dope, you know, athletes and, and, and sports influencers or uh, influencers uh, in our uh, world. So, man, again, salute to you both. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's a blessing. Um, and, you know, and Joy Taylor was a great guest. So shout out to Joy Taylor. Uh, but, yeah, man, you got to keep pushing and, and then and then things fall into place. And, you know, and then when they do, you got to keep pushing harder. So, yes, sir. As you heard me earlier in the show say, Road to 500, total episode. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to keep pushing. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, okay. That's a, that is a commitment, my friend. Man, yes. exactly. So, you said <laughs> keep pushing, a.k.a. slash commitment. But we're going to talk last go. night, man. We're going to talk about the opening night. I know you out there in L.A. 
give, give me the give me the breakdown, man, before we talk Houston everything. The breakdown on the games of last yes. night, you mean? Yes, yes. And yeah, how so, was the air so in it's, LA it, after the game? How what? Oh, the how's air the in game? LA? How's the air? What's going on? <laughs> is, are you guys, well, not you guys, but how is LA? Are they panicking? Are they like, oh, it's just one game? So from what I've seen, it looks split. It looks like, you know, half the, I wouldn't say panicking, but it looks like half of the people are like thinking, you know, oh, oh man, this is, this is worse than I thought. You know, I talked to a couple of Lakers, Lakers dudes that I'm close with on Twitter and you know, they were basically like asking me, hey, is, is this is it like this every night? You know, when, when you try to fit Russ with other stars and you just have to tell them, no, there's ups and downs, there's roller coasters. So last night was obviously a loss and they didn't look good. And Russell Westbrook individually didn't look good. Um, but then there's going to be nights where they put it together and they blow teams out and look great. Absolutely. They got two back to backs against the Rockets in the first 10 Houston's first 10 games of the season. I saw that. And so they'll probably the Lakers will probably use those two games to kind of just beat up on the Rockets and fix some of their issues. But, um, but yeah, and then and then the other half of the people that I mentioned are are mostly thinking, basically, yeah, this is what I expected. You know, the fit was going to be weird from the beginning. Not only Russell Westbrook, but they're starting DeAndre Jordan. So when you start Westbrook and DeAndre Jordan with AD at the four and then Bron at the three, the space on that's just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. The Lakers were in the game for quite a while and then at the end you know golden state pulled away but golden state didn't have Otto porter jr and golden state did not have clay thompson so Facts. um kind of concerning but i guess the concerning thing for some people and for for many people is lebron and ad were great individually both of them had incredible games and it wasn't enough to um you know to get them to win and so that's kind of concerning but i would say the silver lining is once things fall into place obviously you know and bron and ad play like that because the game was close so then if, if Bron and AD play like that and then things fall into place and the supporting cast also comes to play and hits their shots and kind of mirrors what the 2019-2020 bubble Lakers did, I think they'll be all right. Okay, good, good, good. And I always like to ask people, especially living in L.A. or very familiar with, you know, the, the town, what are their thoughts? I know we spoke about the that game. So the Nets and the Bucks, the championship Bucks at that so I would say I would say um, the Bucks came off with with adrenaline, right? I mean, they, you just they looked ready to defend their title, and and they looked like they took the Brooklyn matchup personally. Um, I think we saw Kyrie Irving being out make a real difference, right? Like with Kyrie Irving in, the Nets have the three headed monster, and when you're dealing with James Harden as like the third guy that's being passive, letting KD score, letting Kyrie score, and he's distributing and just stepping up when he's needed. They're really tough to stop, and all of their role players fall into place. The rhythm, the chemistry, it all makes sense. When you remove Kyrie Irving, all of a sudden, guys like LaMarcus Aldridge, guys like Paul Millsap, they're having, even Blake Griffin, they're being expected to now do more than, than they were previously expected to do, and it's, it stops looking you know, like you think it would look. So Kyrie Irving's absence is a huge issue. You saw it with their defense. Um Patty Mills was seven of seven from three, I think, if I'm yes, not mistaken, sir. and that, and that still wasn't enough, right? <laughs> to like keep even keep even to keep things close. Like if, right. usually you're thinking if Patty Mills is on from three, you know, that's, that's a good chance. Basically, Very like good a chance. like, a, be like close a third dagger, right? Right. Yeah. So, so that's kind of what I thought, and um, I think Grayson Allen's going to be a good addition for the Bucks, a yes. low key good addition. Pat Connaughton played well. Uh, Drew is hurt. I don't know what the extent of that injury is, but but they looked every bit uh, the part of a defending champion. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I know just recently you had posted uh, an episode talking about the Rockets. What do you think Paul Silas is up against this upcoming season? Steven Silas. So it's Paul's son. Paul's pops. My bad. My bad. My bad, Coach Silas. (laughs) Right. Uh, The young Silas. So I think he's up against a lot. I mean, look, the good news for him is that it can't be any worse than it was last season, right? It's not going to get any worse than Russell Westbrook asking out and James Harden asking out before you even coach a game. James Harden, you know, giving up on the court seven games through the season and then forcing a trade and being gone. And then in addition to that, COVID protocols, all the weird stuff with COVID, the shortened season, shortened uh, off season, you know, all the injuries throughout the season. So you're not even really, he wasn't even really coaching like his guys for the most part. Mm-hmm. Then you got John Wall mismatched on this like team with these young guys and he's a veteran. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. comes in in the mix and then, you know, so just a whole bunch of stuff. So it can't be worse than last season. But I do think, I do think that this is the season where he needs to start showing like what the Steven Silas philosophy, basketball philosophy is, right? Um, I think everyone gives him a pass for last season for all the reasons I just mentioned. Right. But this is the season where he's got, you know, as far as, far as a young core of guys goes, he's got that. Christian Wood, Jay Sean Tate, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Alperin Shangun, tons of young talent to begin to mold and, and figure out. But now, now it's, a, it's an 82-game marathon in process for the fans to see incremental growth and to see okay you know by game 40 by game 50 by game 60 do we see the rockets have an identity um because right now the rockets only have negative identities right and i mentioned this in the show if you go watch it uh they can't shoot threes they can't make free throws they turn the ball over they don't defend well basically everything you you would hope to do if you're trying to get your ass beat and they do they they do that right so they need a positive identity so that's what steven silas is up against what is the positive identity that he's going to eventually carve out for the Rockets. What does that begin to look like this season? And Roosh, I, I want to add something. When you talked about missed free throws, my alarm just went off upstairs. So I respect you. Even before Zach had said, Murph, make sure you follow him. But I follow you on Twitter. Now I'm able to see your tweets and all that good stuff. So you and Christian Wood, I love it. So... <laughs> I'm sitting there like, wait a minute. Because like you said, most people, you didn't add them or anything like that. And you were just being honest. Like you said, hey, if you want to be successful, you need to do the things that's going to make you successful. Like you said, make free throws is one of them. So he had responded back and basically basically saying keep the same energy. So for the dialogue to go back and forth, and respectfully, I salute you and respect you for that because that's how it should be, man. Because I'm not perfect. So if somebody criticized me and say, Murph, Whatever they got to say I'm not going to be like Oh man You know what You don't know what you're talking about If I'm I'm a competitor So now that you're going to push me I'm going to show you that Hey I'm going to prove you wrong Or I'm going to show you It was just a bad night And then we're going to keep it moving So salute to you two For keeping it You know fun And exciting for the Twitterverse Yeah thank you uh, That that I was not expecting that to happen By the way When that happened <laughs> I just got I got to my phone And I was You know you just start seeing all the tweets from people with like reactions. And I was like, what, what, you know, what are these people talking about? It's all like, you know, you see flames, you see the eyes, you see laughter, you see like, you know, Oh, Roosh, whatever. Christian Wood says something about Roosh, whatever. And you're like, what are y'all talking about? And then you click it and you see 
it's, it's tagged to you and Chris Wood five, and you're just like, wait. And then I scroll up and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> Christian Wood is okay. But salute to him, man, because because look, my style and my approach is, if I'm gonna be disrespectful, I will I will be like blatantly, most likely overboard disrespectful. And like you said, I don't think I was in that tweet. I was just saying, it, he's missing his free throws. It's inexcusable. He's got to get better. And that's the truth, you know. So he was shooting i think he shot 36 percent from the free throw line in the preseason nine of 25 yeah and obviously that's like that's unacceptable for a guy with his and here's the thing it's not about disrespecting the player it's about your expectations for that guy right i have high expectations for all-star caliber 2010 yeah absolutely exactly because he's good i mean he's that good he could be an all-star and he wants to be an all-star so i think if he really wants to be an all-star you got to make those free throws at a 70 percent or better clip um, because he can beat guys to the basket, and a lot of times they're going to bail them. They're going to try to bail themselves out by fouling him. And if he can't make free throws, then it turns into like, okay, every time Christian Wood goes up, hack him, you know. And you don't want that to be the case. And he can shoot. I mean, he shot thirty-seven percent from three on you know four, four maybe close to five attempts last season for the Rockets. So it's not like he can't do that. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, shout out to him. And we you know we squashed it, and, and he showed love back. He was like, I know you show oh, yeah. love, so. So that was cool. So, you know, I'm not trying to beef with any. <laughs> yes, sir. And that's the thing, man. Again, salute. That's credibility. Because he, as you've been around, you know, some people take that personal and just mute you. All conversations, everything. Yeah. A, yes, you're right. B, I will say um, the, the other big takeaway from that whole interaction, and I'm frequently reminded of this because it tends to happen in the most random of ways, but um, yo, these guys are humans and they see what you say about them. So some people really say some crazy disrespectful things like unnecessary, not true type disrespectful things when they tweet at them. And um, yeah, they see it. So it's just kind of like, yeah. it's crazy. Cause, cause he obviously <laughs> saw that floating somewhere and, and <laughs> felt the need to respond to it, you know? And it's just like, don't forget, man, these dudes read the timeline. They may not say Absolutely. anything, but they read the timeline. So. Absolutely. So how long have you been producing content, man, in the sports world? Not that long, really, man. Um, <clears throat> let me see. I really started getting heavy, heavy into it uh, about three years ago. Okay. Three and change. Um, you know, but it's just all on Twitter. And then and then it just kind of grows from there. Um, and you just kind of find new avenues. But, you know, I uh, it's fun, man. It's You know, we both we like sports, right? So just yes. to be able to do something to, to talk about it, it's fun. So I enjoy it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, we I want to talk about... Rockets right before you go, but you talk about enjoy it. Let's talk about that Astros. When I was like, wait a minute, this is a low scoring game, one to one, two to one. I'm like, it's the seventh, eighth inning. What? We need some bats. And then I, you know, saying 20 minutes later, I'm like, wait a minute, they starting to run the score up. Wow. So, what are your thoughts yeah. now on the Astros, man? They gonna they they gonna bring it home? Man, I thought they were dead in the water, to be honest with you. After after game three, after game two, I was like, okay, credit to the Red Sox. You know, we came out. Luis Garcia was shook. You know, didn't stand a chance. It is what it is. We we sacrificed game two. Game three happens, and you're thinking, Urquidy, yo, he's been, he's pitched on the road in the World Series, pitched like five scoreless innings. He's a reliable starter. He's been there. I trust, he's got good numbers against the Boston lineup this season. I trust him in Fenway. And then it got off, went off the rails, partly because um, of defensive mistakes. Yeah. So he could have been out of the second inning, I think 1-0, if Altuve flips that double play and he didn't. And then it turns into a, 
a five run inning and you're down six zero. But um, after last night or after sorry game three, that's when I was thinking, okay, they're they're straight up dead in the water. Like Boston, <laughs> I mean, anything you throw down the if you throw it outside the zone, Boston's not even swinging on it. They're that locked in. And if you throw and if you throw it in the zone most likely that thing's going over the fence so they are that locked in and we don't have the, the talent basically we don't have pitchers with put away stuff right our starting pitchers have not shown that they are putting guys away with with their secondary pitches luis garcia like he can do that but he hasn't been doing that or kitty can do that obviously didn't do it the other night um but last night zach green comes in gives you an inning you're feeling good after bregman solo bomb 1-0 and then xander bogarts puts them in the lead 2-1 and you're like well goddamn. Um, but when out when Altuve hit that home run in the eighth to tie it, like I was sitting there in the in the sixth. Once we got to basically the sixth, I was thinking, okay, it's either about to bust wide open when you know JD Martinez gets up there with with a couple men on base and yeah. series is over, or you can keep holding them and at some point the Astros will break through. And when Altuve hit that that fastball, they brought in a sub. Uh, they brought in a it was a new pitcher for him. It was the start of the inning first pitch fastball and I was thinking I was like yo Altuve waits for those and that's what he usually pounces on I just hope this guy throws it and he did throw him right inside and Altuve turned on it and bang and then from that moment I thought I thought okay we're back there's a chance so now it's a new series man um if Framber Valdez can can actually give the Astros the length that they would expect from a starting pitcher I think combined Astros starting pitchers have gone like six innings this this uh series. series so far maybe even less something just crazy that you would never expect so basically every game has been a bullpen game for the astros which is crazy but if framber valdez can come in and give them real length just four innings even four innings of solid clean baseball no runs maybe one run baseball um then they have a chance yes sir i want to add to that chance what about our national football league team in houston do we have a chance for anything I- no. Okay. <laughs> all right. Not. All right. No. no. Uh, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, David Cully doesn't look, bless his heart, he just looks a little in, in over his head, uh, making kind of illogical decisions at times. Um, and just, obviously, he's not, they don't have talent to really do anything, so you can't blame him too much. But at the same time, there have been some very severe clock management and game management issues. They lost to the Patriots, I think, as a result of that. Um, but... And then the front office, you know, like, I don't even know what they're doing. Half the guys they make moves for, they cut or they restructure or they trade. And you're just thinking, what's the point of that? Or they trade for someone and they cut them. And it's just like, what, are, what, what is the vision here? I mean, I get the, I get that they signed a bunch of guys for like a one year hold, holdover type, you know, see what happens, get some draft picks, restock, reload, yada, yada. But like, come on, man, I'm not wasting my Sunday on that. <laughs> and, and that's why I had to just get your thoughts because it is Houston everything. Like Mr. Bruce Williams, as you guys hear on the other end. Yes, sir. So, yeah, man, it's just um, living in Houston. You know, it's definitely outside of the Astros. It's kind of like, man, what are our professional teams doing right now? It's the fourth largest city in the world. The market's not bad. Why are we struggling bringing in people that's going to, you know, bring in, you know, fans and fill seats? Yeah, some of it is um, it's just bad timing. But the Rockets, I mean, look, the Rockets, we'll see what happens with this era. I think it's going to take a while. But Jalen Green is exciting. Shandun's yes. exciting. That's what I was going to talk about. You yeah. know, Kevin Porter Jr. So hopefully, what you hope for is that is that these dudes start putting it together quick. And um, you can really see, like, 
the progression and the growth and you can get a vision for yo in three years i can expect this from this from these guys um and that's what this season is really all about Jalen green projected rookie of the year as the number two overall pick compared to k cunningham i don't know i don't know i think he's going to struggle a bit i think i think we got to get used to the fact that he's going to struggle a bit hopefully the preseason was just some jitters i mean look for him it's really going to come down to the shot um in preseason he shot i think 23 percent from three uh he was oh of six the first game four of nine the second game and then i then i think he went one of six and one of five um so if we do the math on that what's that four five six nine plus eleven twenty twenty six nine of twenty six am i wrong maybe my, my math is wrong not nine sorry six of twenty six yeah six of twenty six yeah twenty three percent yeah so he was twenty three percent six of twenty six um from three so if that changes, all of a sudden Jalen Green's numbers and everything about him changes. The issue's yeah. been that his three ball's not falling, um, but I think it will eventually. It just might take him a minute to adjust to, to you know, the NBA level. I will say I think he rises to the competition though. He had his best preseason game against Miami mm-hmm. um, when Jimmy Butler was guarding him and, and Bam Adebayo was switching onto him. So it seems like he took that challenge personally, um, and you love to see that that kind of competitive aspect of him. But uh, but yeah. <clears throat> there's a lot to hope for with Jalen Green. It's going to take him a minute. There's going to be those nights where he's like four of fourteen, you know, for twelve points, and then there's going to be those nights where he's, you know, nine of fifteen, dropping twenty three points, twenty five points, or whatever. And you're you're thinking, okay, this kid, you know, this kid's got next. So so we'll see. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now I got that one listener though. They they like Roos. With you being out there in L.A. and you a Houston fan, how, how did that come about? I just moved out here. <clears throat> I'm from Houston. Gotcha. Um, so born and raised in Houston, lived in Houston most of my life. Uh, but I came out here for graduate school, for law school. And so I just stayed out here afterwards. <laughs> I ain't nothing wrong you know, with that. I, I know I my work audience, out here. like, wait a minute, that's kind of, usually if you, you know, but that makes sense. So listeners, I got you. Roosh is born and raised Houston. Again, Houston everything. He said it. I'm just following right. his bio. I'm trying, I'm trying to get back to Houston soon enough. But, um, <laughs> you know, but, but LA is nice. I mean, the weather's nice and, uh, you know, no complaints so far. Okay. So but, um, last question I have for you is it's regarding football. NFL okay. football. So you in LA and you hear the Chargers, you know, the Rams. As a sports person, do you just tell them, eh, Houston everything? Or how does that usually, how does that conversation usually go for you? Oh, I, I don't, yeah, I don't like get into the, the LA sports. <laughs> I don't, you know, I might go to a game for fun, you know. Um, they have the LA Kings out here for hockey. Yep, hockey, yep. And we don't have a hockey team, so I will, I'll claim the LA Kings. Gotcha. Um, okay. You know, I'd like that basically because there's yes. no other team, and because I just like the the, the logo. I'll, I'll wear I'll wear the gear and stuff, whatever. Yeah. But um, classic. You know, but <clears throat> I I wouldn't mind. I I would root for the Rams if the Rams started doing well, and they are. And I think you know I, I like and I like Matt Stafford too. Yeah. I would root for the Rams. Um, just because like the Texans. Man, the Texans have just lost me in so many ways that I'm yeah. just like whatever. I, I, I could care less. Um, but I don't root for the Dodgers and I don't root for the Lakers or the Clippers. I just gotcha. can't do that. I can't fake. I mean, if I, you know, I might even if I go to a game, I might even like wear something subtle like my Astros hat or like my Rockets <laughs> hat. Just, just, you know, maybe not on my chest, but right. just so they you know, right. kind of like, look, right now I got what is it? This is the Astros yeah. hat. I see. I see it. I see it. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And I always like to ask, you know, my guests, what would they do if you obviously your hometown or your beloved team and you moved somewhere else? Do you kind of 
still represent or you kind of yeah, well look i came out here in 2016 and then in 2017 the astros played the dodgers in the world series um and then i worked in uh, san francisco for a summer in 2017 when they beat cleveland in the finals yeah. um and i was going for cleveland that time because i wanted the warriors to lose but uh so i've been in those kinds of situations where you're in yeah, another you city totally different have no connection to the team and like they're good and you're just like all right i i guess i'll go watch the game somewhere and try to have fun you know but uh but that's really all it is i mean i I stick to my houston teams i'll be out in in public if houston's on playing and i'm watching the game like i'm vocally like there for houston city man i'm attached to the city that's i think that's how sports is supposed to be i think absolutely you know that's how it's always been it's kind of in a point where people like just pick players and root for players and that's cool but for me it's always been the city so it's always been the city but Roosh hey brother thank you for your time man this was dope I know we both got uh, things to do but I appreciate you though for real man making the time to kick it with her brother when you step down in Houston make sure you let me know man you know we can Houston everything man do, do a binge of watching sports or whatever hey it's a big enough city for, for us to figure out something <laughs> there you go yeah for sure for sure definitely will um, thanks for having me man I enjoyed it I appreciate it. And uh, whenever you get it out, let me know. Uh, I'll post it, retweet it, and do all oh, that. Oh, it'll be and, very um, soon. Very soon. Because my, my list yeah. has been waiting for me, man. Because I haven't uh, posted. Even though the shows are recorded, like you, I'm grinding, man. Like, I got yeah. some stuff in the works that I, I will reveal as an independent yeah. to now five years, 500 episodes strong. I got some things that I'm very excited about, which kind of slowed my uh, uploading shows to the world. So it'll be out within the next few days with a double header with you. And uh, gentleman Zach Allen um, out there in Houston as well. So that's kind of I like to tell my audience: you get double for your trouble. So if, if, if I didn't post <laughs> on my normal day, I've been working. I just gotta let the let let the uh, you know pieces fall to where I'm you know bring out double episodes. But can you let the world know how they can find you? Yes, um, man. I really only use Twitter these Twitter and YouTube these days. Okay. So uh, if you're on Twitter. R-O-O-S-H Williams Roosh Williams Just find me Follow me You'll see I uh, I go through the emotions of, of sports And tweeting The ups and the downs And then If you're on uh, YouTube Go to Rockets with Roosh um, It's a new If you like the Rockets Of course If you don't Then totally ignore that But Rockets with Roosh um, I just do like a Just you know Me talking about The Rockets I've done two episodes so far So uh, trying to build that up A little bit So check that out And then uh, the Noble and Roosh Show. Noble yes. and Roosh. Use the and sign. Um, Noble and Roosh Show on anywhere you get your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Uh, we interview NBA players. We interview uh, journalists, beat writers, pretty much everything you can imagine as far as the NBA is concerned. And sometimes we step outside the box and do other things as well. So check that out, man. d thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, wish you nothing but the best, man. Have a good day. I appreciate you as well, brother. World, y'all know where to find Roosh. If y'all don't hit me up, I'll be sure to uh, let you know. And it will be on the description as well. Similar to Roosh, wherever you find uh, their show, you can find Why Not Sports. You can find uh, also the Instagram page for Why Not Sports at Why Not Sports underscore. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Isdmurf. Check out the website as well, www.dmurfspeaks.com. The grind don't stop. The grind is real. Roosh in L.A. I'm out here in Houston. Different time zones, but we still had to connect and bring you guys some content. NBA open the season. But I'm out. Roosh is out. And until next time, keep grinding. Keep the faith. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Keep